listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. It is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. We will be connecting with the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell, on a big day, a massive day here in the world of sports radio as we have got all sorts of NFC and AFC championship preview coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan, and he is the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. What a big Monday. I mean, this is what... We do it for. If you think about it, these are the days we got so much to break down, so much to look ahead. We won't even, I'm just going to let you guys know, we're not even going to get into the coaching hires and all that. That's a Tuesday kind of thing. But before that, we're going to break down all these games. Jonas, let me ask you just your general thoughts. What was the biggest takeaway of the weekend from a fan's perspective? Just seeing Tom Brady continue to do what he's doing. Uh, it's just it, – and I don't even look at the stats and, and think, man, he was really just, uh, you know, uh, all over the place and putting up 500 yards like he was in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. I just – it just – he felt totally calm the entire game. There was no – it didn't feel like the game was getting away from him. Even when they were trailing early, he looked totally calm and composed. And those guys – Guys, his teammates seem like they've all bought into it, and he's on his way to another conference championship game because of it. No, no doubt, amazing. And I think you're right. You could say, oh, that's a fan's perspective, but it's a human perspective. And sometimes in the NFL playoffs, if not more than sometimes, it's not about winning, it's about not losing. And Tom Brady did not lose the game early when he could have, and he ended up winning it. We got Farmers Insurance taking a, a big commitment with Fox Sports Radio. And when you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888. That's 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We Jonas, are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. We look at, for the Vegas lead... I actually want to start with that Tampa Bay game because I think, no doubt, Brady is an amazing story, but I think that the Saints losing, Breeze, one of the top seven, eight quarterbacks in the history of the game, very likely done, and then Aaron Rodgers and Brady coming up. I mean, it is like a movie script. Yeah, and third time's the charm for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost the previous two meetings this season to the New Orleans Saints, but they were able to come out on top when it mattered most. 30-20 to 20 was the final. Tampa Bay at the Superdome is on its way to take on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field next Sunday. We got Steve Fezzik in the Vegas studios. Fez, I'm going to ask you the same question. 
focused on this Tampa Bay game, biggest takeaway? Well, certainly impressed with Tom Brady, especially because look at what happened to his receivers over the course of the game. And RJ, you were down on Mike Evans. You wanted to play him under. He only got one catch, did not look close to 100%. Latimer completely took him out of the games. And and Antonio Brown got hurt during the game. So think about this. Two of Brady's top targets are basically ineffective or on the sideline in the second half. And didn't phase Tom Brady at all, kept going about his business. Well, but see, that's that's a great phrase you just said. It didn't phase Tom Brady, which means it wasn't like he was able to overcome it like nothing. He wasn't like Superman saying, oh, that building is 100,000 tons? No problem. I'm going to lift it up. No, no, no. <laughs> it was rather... Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio, having some technical difficulties with RJ. We'll be catching up with him uh, coming up here momentarily as soon as we get that stuff figured out. But yeah, on the subject of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints, it was obvious that Tom Brady still has a bunch to play for, uh, despite uh, Rob Parker, the most well-known Tom Brady hater in the world. Tom Brady looks like he's going to be around for a little bit longer. Drew Brees, it felt like the end. If you watch the game, if you paid close enough attention to it, you could see him there was a ceiling on this team there's there's only so much they can do offensively because of the limitations that Drew Brees has and I actually think one of the most underreported aspects of that game and I wondered if it was going to have a major impact and I think that it did have a major impact was Taysom Hill being inactive when I saw Taysom Hill on the sidelines in street clothes and not in the game and active for the New Orleans Saints I wondered okay what is that going to be how is that going to impact the game I thought it took away a different element I thought it took away a different dynamic from the New Orleans Saints and that's a dynamic you can dismiss Sean Payton all you want you could say Sean Payton uh, you know he's got some ego and he wants to prove that he can make it work with these guys bottom line is he's figured out a way to make Taysom Hill an effective part of that offense and with no Taysom Hill in the lineup that was a completely different looking Saints team I think it's the end of Drew Brees I don't think he's coming back I think everybody knew it I think Sean Payton knew it before the season he spilled the beans in an interview despite the two-year contract extension that Drew Brees signed Uh, it was Sean Payton who said early uh, before the season this is going to be his last year only to later backtrack on it and now when you watch Drew Brees' performance RJ you can see clearly it feels like the vibe in New Orleans is that we seen the last of the Drew Brees era. Yeah, and I think it was just a reality we see we knew from the start of the season right. whatever that NBC deal was and is it feels like that even without that that quarterback is not going to win a Super Bowl. And I was a Breeze backer the entire year. But I think there's a trend and if there's one takeaway If there's one takeaway from this weekend, Fez and Jonas, I think this is it. Power ratings, I think we got to throw them out and have two numbers for every team. How does this team do against an above-average team or worse? So a non-elite team. And how does this team do against elite teams? And I would say elite are top eight or so in general. So maybe elite's not the right word, however we want to say it. Top quartile, whatever we want to say. Because the Saints do great coaching. And even with a limited offense, limited arm strength of Breeze, a limited quarterback with Taysom Hill or whomever, they haven't had an elite quarterback on the field for a single snap this year. 
but the Saints had one of the best records in the NFL. How does that reconcile? I don't know, except for the following. What you need to do to beat elite teams, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill weren't able to do it. But against everybody else, they had no problem. It was like they could. So let's say Tampa has the ability to reach that top level. I think they do. They can beat good teams. All right. Look at what they did to Green Bay, which is going to be a great narrative throughout this week. They dominated them. All right. Now, here's the question. I think, if anything, the Saints have a. And uh, and so we're going to uh, connect with R.J. Bell here. Uh, we are having some technical issues here at at straight out of Vegas. But, yeah, the point being made, there are limitations with Drew Brees. There are limitations with this Saints offense. And in, in a weird way, it kind of reminds you a little bit of the Alex Smith teams in Kansas City to where you can get to the postseason, you can win a bunch of regular season games, but ultimately, do you have a quarterback that can make enough plays down the field to be able to win you those big games? And they weren't able to do it, which is why I always gave credit to Andy Reid. It was a much more gutsy decision than a lot of people wanted to give him credit for. The fact that Andy Reid said, you know what? There's a limit. There's a ceiling with Alex Smith. I want to go all in with Patrick Mahomes. The only thing left that I haven't done on my resume is win a Super Bowl. He went to Patrick Mahomes and the rest is history. Now we wait to see if Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints find their Patrick Mahomes and their guy to replace Drew Brees. Uh, but doing so and trying to come up with another quarterback with a with that sort of a pedigree and that sort of a resume to try and take you to that level, that's going to be the big unknown and the big mystery for the New Orleans Saints. This is Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to start your job your way. That means getting what you need fast. Some jobs can't wait. That's why AutoZone offers free same-day store pickup. Free next-day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Coming up next, we will tell you what to look for. We are days away from Conference Championship Sunday, but it's never too early to hone in on several keys to each of these games to try and take advantage of. We'll have that for you next here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a look back at a busy divisional round of the playoffs in the National Football League. Yeah, these are the days that being a sports fan really pays off and being on the radio and we get to talk to you really pays off. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus and we're going to work extra hard. Three NFL games left only to finish off this great, great football season. Oh, by the way, a little three and one for you on Friday. I was three and oh. And Fez was 0-1. Fez. 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 And let's be candid. I saved you on the Saints. 
No doubt. I mean, you were just ready. You were just like a, a heavy set man at a buffet, I'll say, politically correct. And you were eating the shrimp, and the shrimp were the saints in this case. And you were thinking, give me more, give me more. I said, slow down. Where did that line close? Two and a half. All the money on Tampa Bay early in the week, and then again late in the week as it moved into the three during the week, and then off the three to two and a half. And you were, you were by yourself. On that side, with like a little saint, like you actually had one of those fingers with when it used to be the ain'ts, remember? <laughs> and they they used to be like oh and thirteen and how did it feel? I put the the ain'ts paper bag over my head when they got down ten, and you know what? I've never seen a team down ten that was a two and a half point favor with five minutes left, and I'm like they're dead. They just you just felt like there is no way the way Drew Brees was playing that they are going to be able to come from behind with only five minutes left. Well, I, I think that bared out. So uh, you can listen on the 225 FSR stations across the country, right here in Vegas on the Strip, 69 degrees. The neon is chugging. So, RJ, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are moving on. They take care of the New Orleans Saints 30-20, to and it sets up a rematch at Green Bay against the Packers, who were victorious Saturday over the L.A. Rams. Yes, and we can segue to that game. You know, just last thought or two on Breeze, and, and I do think to repeat that point, that, and what do you think of my point in that regard, Fez, that... Power ratings against elite teams and how you match up against the rest of the league. And you could even say against bad teams. If we just split the league up into thirds, right? Said so top 10, maybe, but that might be too many. It might be top eight, bottom eight, and everyone in between. The 16 in between goes into categories. Because I think when we talk about the Ravens here in a moment, that's a team that does fine against average teams, struggles against good teams but is better than any team against bad teams. That Somehow that gets all meshed up into the power rating. And I think it's just crazy to say Kansas City's the opposite. When Kansas City can dominate, they don't, but they never get dominated. right? How, but somehow the power rating isn't that far off between the Saints. Like Entering last week, Saints and Kansas City were a couple points, right? Yes. But they're very different teams. No doubt. And look, no. So, how are you going to account for it? Well, I think you nailed it. I think we need two separate. So, your entire career, we're now changing off of what I thought about in the shower today. We've discussed it before, but yes. Well, 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 we never discussed three numbers, or we we discussed with. Hold on a second. Let's get something straight. I'll give you a chance to backtrack here. Is we didn't discuss having three numbers. We didn't discuss even having two for every team. We discussed the Baltimore Ravens yes. need another number. I'm saying there's a lot of teams that seem to need another number. Yeah, and I and I like your observation there. And frankly, just looking at teams that are fairly equal in the power ratings, Kansas City gets down ten. They can come back. Teams like Baltimore, teams like New Orleans, not nearly as much so. We're straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. So, I believe, last comment on Tampa, the defense is a mirage at this point. We've talked about how Tampa, since the bye, has done so much better on offense. That defense has regressed. And I believe that Green Bay team total is going to look mighty juicy. And what's the imputed team total there? If you look at the spread and the total, a little back a napkin that if you need the twenty-seven. Act. All right, give me twenty-seven over 
and I'll take it to the bank. Oh, I don't want to say it that way. Let's just say I'll go to the bank to make an extra big bet on it. <laughs> and I, because I, I think Green Bay offense is the best in the NFL. It, it, people are saying, oh, they're among the best. Or among, no, it's the best in the NFL. First time Aaron Rodgers has been home in Lambeau for the championship game. And Brady has experience in weather. But how about the rest of this Tampa team? We're going to have to dig into the skill position mm-hmm. players and such. All right, so we we're looking ahead a little bit. By the way, give us the Green Bay number against Tampa. Yeah, Green Bay is laying three and a half. And that, it opened four. So the early money has been on Tampa. You agree? Yes. Okay. So, Jonas, what's your first instinct on Green Bay three and a half against Tampa? And then maybe you can give the Jonas special love to the Bills-Ravens. Um, I like the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really? Yeah, yeah, I like Tampa. So uh, when I when I say the defense is overrated, weather might be an issue. You just say I don't care. I just I, I, there's something about the way Tampa's playing right now. I, I think they've they've figured out something. They found a groove, and I think that Tampa Bay. Now that's probably good news for you though, because you know take the opposite <laughs> of me, you're going to have success. I just if you go back and look at the Packers Rams game, it felt like. The Rams really, outside of a couple of big plays, the Rams were in that game for a lot of that game, and there was an opportunity for them in the second half to to try and uh, you know go down the field, get a score, tie the game. Unfortunately, the big play by Aaron Rodgers and ended up and icing it for Green Bay. But it felt like there were opportunities there that I think a healthy Tom Brady and the Bucks offense can take advantage of. Okay, let's dig in. I think he's making a good point, and I'm going to say this just because you hear this sound. Uh, doesn't mean I think Jones is square, <laughs> like Barney at the bar. I'm just saying I'm not upset that he likes Tampa. I'm not upset. <laughs> now, now, what did you see in that game? Because what I saw was the Rams didn't have a chance to win. That I'm not saying that they were up by 40, because obviously mathematically they weren't, but it just felt like they were in control of that game. And Jonas's point, I think, and you can tell me if you agree with this, is more, hey, it felt like the Rams were not out of it more than they were really in it. Is that right. fair to say? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. What did you think, Fez? I think the Green Bay offense massively exceeded my expectations against what was a really, I still think, a really good defense for the Rams. And the narrative. Can you think of anyone that was saying that could happen? That could be you, yes. And I remember I was talking about how, gosh, RJ, I don't know if the Rams could be able to score very much at all because of the bad weather and Goff's thumb, et cetera. But I certainly thought that. The Rams' D would be able to hold Green Bay to like 24, 26 points. What I saw was a multi-dimensional attack by Green Bay where Rodgers was awesome and the running game was awesome, equally effective. The most yards rushing the Green Bay Packers have had in a playoff game with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And something that has been discussed a good bit in the second half of this season about Green Bay is in a Shanahan-type offense. And that's what... Uh, LaFleur runs, the second year is a quantum leap year. That there's a complexity to it, that there's fundamentals different in the way they block the run game, that it just takes a year. And what we're seeing, I think, is how the 49ers could look with an Aaron Rodgers, but without that defense. Right? I mean, imagine if you had the 49ers D in this Green Bay offense, it'd be the best team of all time, perhaps. You could make the case. But what we're seeing is 
a Shanahan offense that is run, run, run when they are able to exploit it. And now you've got Aaron Rodgers as some type of game manager. And I mean, to me, that sounds like one of those movies where Al Pacino is like the fourth star. Like, you know, it's a good movie, right? So, and, and pursuant to that, Devontae Adams is Al Pacino, right? So he's their number one um, wide receiver. No, no, no. In this case, Al Pacino is Aaron Rodgers because as a ah, game manager, yes. you just thought you were going to randomly pick who Al Pacino was? <laughs> My you know, mistake. Of all, of all the people that I could think, who should decide to cast this movie? Because <laughs> you're not at the head of that list. Fair enough. But Ramsey did absolutely keep Adams in check. And you know what? Didn't matter because. Because Rodgers just went to other targets. Now, are we sure that it was? Because my understanding was, and again, I'm not an all 22 guy, you know, the film, but Jonas, I was listening to Greg Cosell on The Herd this week, and he used a phrase I hadn't heard before. He said, Ramsey is not a traveling corner. Which the concept of like Deion Sanders, like Revis, they would just shadow whoever they were on. Where Ramsey is a scheme corner where he's elite, but he plays on. If you want to get away from him, you just put your guy on the other side. Is, is that your understanding, Jonas? Yeah, they don't run that type of defense. I mean, he's absolutely capable of doing it, but their defense and his responsibilities, he's not the guy that's going to travel with just Devontae Adams the entire game. And it doesn't mean he wasn't covering him a significant portion. Faz, I, I don't disagree with you there. I'm just saying is, to me, the Rams scheme wasn't the problem. When we keep talking about multiple, that's a phrase you got to get in your head. If there's like two or three things you got to get in your head about the NFL, if you're multiple... No one can stop you. With the current rules, you can't be, you're going to score your points, right? You look at Kansas City, whatever struggles they have, it doesn't feel like when they're focused that it's, that it's possible to stop them consistently. They might have a tip pass interception, mm-hmm. who knows? But in general, the bias is Kansas City is going to score. You agree with that? I do. And they can run the ball if you go ahead and you know, drop back and take away the passing. And, yes. and maybe Kansas City is the rare case that they're so good with Mahomes, their running game isn't even the point. It's the fact they have any running game is fine, right? Sure. But the idea of Aaron Rodgers being a game manager, effectively a guy that does a lot of play action, but he might be the most talented quarterback in history. I'm not a fan, but you got to be a fan of his performance this year. I don't even think that's debatable. And he put an exclamation point on it this past game against a really, really good defense, yes. Okay, closing thought on this game. We can't forget that when a team has a key player like Aaron Donald, or a quarterback like hmm, Mahomes, when they're injured, there's a real chance they're going to be a significant fraction worse than they typically are. I would make the case Aaron was 50-60%. He usually is in about 85% of the snaps, and he was in for about 55% of the snaps. Yes. I think Undisputed had those numbers today. I think I'm quoting the right numbers there. And he just wasn't dominant. And I don't know how much do you discount Green Bay's offense to some degree, though it's been good all year. But I, except for the Tampa game, maybe. Mm. It, that was certainly Aaron Rodgers' worst game. Is the idea that, oh, you know, Mahomes is fine. It's the playoffs. Well, one, there's the whole protocol stuff. If he doesn't pass the baseline protocols, it doesn't matter, 
Right? He can't play. And I'm not now there's rumors he's already passed. I don't know. Hmm. But number two, maybe he's off by ten or fifteen percent. If so, that's pretty meaningful. I didn't hear a lot of people talk about Aaron Donald being less than 100 percent, how significant that would be. I'm not saying just not you, just not Maddie Holt, not just me. I didn't hear it discussed that much, did you? No. It probably was the most important thing in the game. Yeah, because what happens well, think about this now. The thing that ended up being the most important wasn't even discussed. It was discussed that he was probable. He said he feels great. Oh, look, someone else lied about their physical health. I think we always got to say there's some real chance they're going to miss, and there's some real chance they're going to be way less than 100%. Yes, and what happens is Aaron Donald commands a double team, and how long did it take in this game for uh, the offense to realize, you know what, we don't need to double him. He's a shell of himself in this game. We're straight out of Vegas. That is Steve Fezzik. All right, Jones, let's do this. I don't, I'm going to play the Barney burp for Fez because we're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens and Buffalo. And we're going to do that, RJ, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-88-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. So Barney at the bar is sitting talking about the Bills and the Ravens. and Sitting and he, with Fez, talking. Yeah, he's, sitting with, he's sitting with Fez. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's hanging out. Uh, he just drove there with his car. Obviously, he had the insurance through Farmers. And as he's sitting there at the bar, um, he's talking about the game, and he says, man, the only reason the Bills won that game is because Lamar Jackson got injured, and if Lamar Jackson wasn't injured, then there's no way Buffalo would have beaten Baltimore 17-3 to like they did on Saturday night. I gotta be honest, I'm not sure Barney's smart enough to have his insurance through Farmers, but the smart, <laughs> the, the Sharps, I think it's fair to say many do. Fez, you've got to answer for Santino. Yeah, and these Buffalo Bills uh. are... Be- becoming a <laughs> car crash for me as I'm looking at my exposure. You've got the bills against me, RJ. Matty Holt has the bills against me. So let's break this down. So Fez, uh, you know, the first co-host on the show when we were on weekends, a local guy, Steve Cofield, did a, a real strong job. And he does, uh, you know, Vegas uh, I think he does 15 hours, plus, I think it maybe is more than three hours a day, of local Vegas radio a day. And he was coming on the weekends doing three hours with us. Quite great dedication. You, He's not a professional batter. He's a radio guy. And you just took big advantage of him. I mean, exploit is probably a fair word. And I mean, the guy who was taking, he was taking a, a, a pittance financially because it was an opportunity for all of us. And you said, huh, how can I make some money from this guy? And Tiger Woods, you thought, oh, he wasn't any good, talking golf, obviously, now, at this point. And you started booking him at better odds than what Tiger <laughs> was being offered by the bookie. So the bookie might be giving 15 to 1. You'd give him 22 to 1 or something, right? Yeah. So for two straight uh, majors... He almost won. And after the first one, Cofield pulls out his wallet. He, what did he bet? Maybe 50 bucks? Mm-hmm. He takes, he's got like three tens. I had never seen like three tens before <laughs> with some yellow scotch tape on. It might have been from his first communion. I don't know. And he hands him over, and you're just cackling. I mean, it's, it, it's almost like the fact that you were exploiting him made it better. For normal <laughs> predators like me, I don't mind exploiting, but it isn't like an added bonus. 
But for you, it was like, I mean, we actually have some tape of how you reacted after he handed you the money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and then the next tournament, same thing. He breaks out another 50. And the funny thing was, Tiger Woods, over those two tournaments, had the best score combined. Yes. And you would have got beat for like 3000 bucks or so, or like 2500 So, I think that hurt you when it came to this Bills bat. Is there any truth to the rumor that Fez held the 50 up to the light to make sure that it was real? That, that uh, you know what's funny? He doesn't do that because... A guy like Fez would just pass it off to someone else. Right. He wouldn't. It, I mean, you think he's going to be bothered? Right. He's going to put it in a stack of like, you know. But that is an important point, Jonas. Wise guys hate fifties. That's a little discussed fact. Fez, I don't even think you knew about that, did you? Because you I were do. denying that when I told you that like three years ago. You finally figured it out. I did. So the theory is a fifty and a five. The way the numbers are look so similar <laughs> that there's just some real chance that you're gonna like miss you know misread it, and thus wise guys don't like to be negative EV. I hate fifties. Valet guys love fifties though. Well, how would you know? Because they're the ones getting the fifty dollar tip. Uh, oh, you mean accidentally? <laughs> yes. I thought you were implying you tipped fifty dollars. No. No. So anyway, to wrap up the story, which shows the doom that Fez is facing. Not really doom. You might have to sell something on the the yacht. But he just like flippantly gave Matty Holt, who was big. He'll be in Wednesday. Was big on the bills early. Was it thirty to one? I did. What was the market? Well, it was like. 22. So you you pulled the Cofield. No problem. He put 200 down with you to win 6,000. 1,000. 6,000. Okay. And I, much, much later, seemingly a day before Kansas City went in the toilet in everyone's minds, you took Kansas City. I took the Bills. They're pretty good. Green Bay. They're pretty good. And plus one thirty-five. You get both of them. This is like this is like this is you know what this is like the trade. This is all, I think Bill O'Brien negotiated this bet for you <laughs> <laughs> because it was like and finally a thousand to win thirteen fifty. How you feeling? How am I feeling? Well, Green Bay and Buffalo both have about equal chances right now to win the Super Bowl. So if you only had one team, if you only had Buffalo plus 135 against my Kansas City, then you still had a good bet and you get so a what bonus. Would, what, what would I have to, if I, if, you lay, if I were laying 150 to you, would you be okay at this point, you think? I think that's even slightly attractive to you. Okay. At this so, point. You, so you're almost 100 cents off at this point. That's right. I mean, and it's what's it been? Two weeks? Yeah. Jones. I'm lucky to be here. <laughs> I'm lucky to be alive. Well, I'll tell you this. Mackenzie and Maddie Holt were on Twitter cackling, saying, if only Cleveland wins, this will be the best week ever. <laughs> and, and I mean, on Twitter in front of the world, just like just wishing your just wishing your uh, your doom, really. Yeah, I saw some of the doomsday mushroom clouds being tweeted by Matthew. We'll have a little talk on Wednesday. Yes, I'm feeling pretty good. I I can't lie, Jonas. If it's Bills. Against the Packers, and I can't lose, and he can't win for two weeks. Uh, mm, ah. 
It's straight out of Vegas, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. So, Fez, after all of that catastrophe on your part, it's funny, during the trending, I got a cell phone call from a group of people that listen to the show, and I, you know, I know one of them personally. They left you a message. Let's listen real quick here. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's harsh, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I got to tell you, though, watching the Baltimore game, I'm not a fan. I'm not one to like get upset during a game or anything. But Justin Tucker, the announcer says, oh, he's automatic. He's going to put this through the upright. You never say that. Justin Tucker misses two field goals. When a professional batter starts talking about jinxes, you know he's struggling. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to have Fez answer for his love of the Ravens. I think we have tape of when he originally said it. That's coming up next. But first, Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to start your job your way. That means getting what you need fast. Some jobs can't wait. That's why AutoZone offers free same-day store pickup. Free next-day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we've been taking a look back at a busy weekend in the NFL, the divisional round of the playoffs, and Steve Fezzik's worst nightmare, the Buffalo Bills advancing (laughs) with a 17-3 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, so, Fez, this was your loser. I had the uh, Green Bay in the first half. That was easy, I guess you'd call it. I had under Evans. A lot of more covering. That was easy. And then I had the Browns. I guess that, I mean, we can call it. I mean, they should have won, but okay. We can say, oh, there was an injury. It's like, listen, I lose enough of those. I'm fine. You lost a touchdown with the pylon rule. Yeah, I won. Once I'm counting the money, I don't even think about it. So here's the question. Your pick was Josh Allen over rush yards. I can't lie. You talked me into it like a Svengali. What was the over-under? 39 and a half. So how many yards did he have rushing? Three. (laughs) Seven carries. (laughs) Three. How is that even possible, RJ? Because a negative carries a sack. Oh, my. Um, (laughs) Let's just say this. (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't good. The as entire che- as Chevy Chase would say, not good. The entire Buffalo team only got 32 rush yards. The whole team. All right. What did you think of the game? I thought it was an evenly played game. <laughs> that things un- unpredictable. I, how, explain to events. me how. Explain to me how it was evenly played. If you look at the stats, Baltimore won the yardage by over 100. How did Big? How would you con- uh, characterize Big Ben's game against the Browns? Oh, f- fantastic! Spectacular statistically. No, no, but I, terrible. I didn't ask you that. I said, how do you characterize his game? D minus. 
And how was his stats? Fantastic. So I'm confused. He turned the ball over four times. What I'm saying is, how do you look at stats then if there can be a case where you throw for 500 yards and it's horrible? Mm. So the Ravens are always going to do fine with stats. But don't you realize that the inability to score in the red zone is a major problem? You, You know, they call them quarterbacks that can play well. Inside or outside the twenties, right between the twenties, I mean Andy Dalton's pretty good, but now when you're down there, do you have a great coach? Do you have a great receiver? Do you have a great tight end? And they have none of those. Uh, Harbaugh is a fine coach. I think he's a good CEO, but I mean Lamar Jackson can't win against good. Th- what was his best win of the year? What was the Ravens' best win of the year at Cleveland? <laughs> You're kidding, right? I mean, the Browns were underdogs to make the playoffs. They're, they're fine. Browns, what, 10, 11, 12. They had a good year. But that's sad. And somehow you think against the Bills, who have won 12 straight, if you don't count the Hail Murray, you think that it was evenly played, except it wasn't. It wasn't even close. Justin Tucker. If you keep believing that, you're going to keep making the same mistake. No, I believe it. Justin Tucker. Well, I know you do. That's the, the point. The Bills did nothing that's offensively. I, that's why I keep counting money. Is you keep, I hope, I mean, in a way, I want you to, but for the poor listeners out there, it's not worth it. We, let me ask you this. If they played that game again, do you, are you anxious to play the Ravens? Yes, I would bet the Ravens plus three. <laughs> Absolutely. Jonas, what would you do in that game? Um, if it were played again this week, Lamar Jackson's healthy. I, I mean... I'm stubborn. I like the Ravens. Well, no, in that game. he's stubborn. So, I don't think so, you're near as stubborn. I, I would take the Ravens. Here's the problem with that game. Oh for my me. gosh! I, I, but here's see, you're in trouble. No, I, and, I know, and and that's that. I just made him feel <laughs> worse. But here's the problem with that game for me. There was an opportunity there for Lamar Jackson to tie that game up with with everything on the table in the red zone and just just to make a play or a throw. And instead, the throw he made resulted in a pick six the other way, and it felt like that was the game right then and there. So for oh, all no doubt. No doubt. So, and we're going to we'll talk about this at length yeah. tomorrow, but I said this after the Kansas City game. I I'm actually going to get the tape on it, which is to win in the playoffs you have to throw, and the only way to get better at throwing is to throw. And when they're up by 30 against the Bengals, why not have Lamar throw the ball 20, 30 straight times, a couple run plays, and really see he'll make some mistakes. But when you're up 30, what's the difference? But when you're in a game when it's finally tight and you say, now throw, I don't understand how that works. But we'll talk about that at length tomorrow because I don't think the Ravens can win a Super Bowl with this Lamar Jackson. It's straight out of Vegas, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio and as always on the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.